0: i Spaces Welcome to the ether today is Friday, November 4th, 2022 today on the ether NFT happy hour hosted by Cosmos Joe chatting about web three gaming with space skellies and more. Let's take a listen.
1: Hey everybody. Welcome to another NFT happy hour spaces. This happy hour couldn't have gotten here soon enough. Uh, (laughs) I felt like two days ago was Friday, but no, today's Friday. November the 4th. If this is your first time here or your first time listening on Terra Spaces, welcome. My name is Joe. My Twitter handle is Cosmos DeFi. And you could find me on not only Twitter, but Gmail, Medium, and YouTube by the same name. I'm an NFT collector. I run these spaces once a week, usually on Fridays. And I do vary the time occasionally to accommodate different time zones, but usually around this time on Fridays about 6 p.m. Eastern time. And I usually get a lot of NFT project founders, artists on the space to help me out. If you're a collector of NFTs, it's a really good opportunity to learn from the experts. Today, we're going to have two guests. Originally, there were supposed to be three, but we have two really great guests. Uh, Lucas from Calipar. It's a game that will be built on the Juno blockchain. And I've got Bans and Eric from Space Skelly's. This is going to be a game that migrated from Terra now to Stargaze. I'll make sure I pin any relevant tweets to the top of the space. Speakers, feel free, pin your stuff up at the top and listeners, you could participate by putting questions, uh, lower right corner. There's a little chat bubble, put your questions for the creators there. I'll definitely check it throughout the space and ask the questions. This will keep things moving. It'll keep things on topic, and it will allow people to participate who are on a computer and not on a phone. So, just be advised that uh, nothing here is financial advice. I'm a I'm a crypto enthusiast, NFT collector. I am not an NFT whale. I'm not a I'm not a, uh, <laughs> a financial advisor. So, if you're new to my content, just be aware that I run my socials in a way that highlights. The most positive and unique aspects of the space, especially as it relates to NFTs. So um hopefully you enjoy this spaces. I'm gonna bring up our guests here. And in the meantime, um some quick news around the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh as it relates to NFTs, there is a big mint going on, uh territory blockchain right now. It's a brand new blockchain. They just uh deployed their launch pad for NFTs today, and that's the um, Riot NFT, that's minting now. Last I checked, they were about a quarter of the way minted. Something like that. I think it's the whitelist only right now. I'll mint that after uh after I end the space. And um as far as Stargaze goes, Gata Dow, which they they put out the Colonial Cats and Voyager Cats collection. They paid out their their monthly revenues to holders. Pretty interesting. Um, and uh we have uh some Halloween collections finishing up on the launch pad from last week. That's on Stargaze. Omniflix um, has an incentivized test net right now. You can mess around with the test net, and from what I've been told, it will allow you to get an extra airdrop. So those are the, the main things on my radar this week. Uh so just to let you guys know, I know you guys took the uh, mics. I'm gonna give bands the mic too. Um, uh we're not gonna have bushy today. So, rather than rush through three projects, it's just the two of you guys, which I think will be awesome. I think it'll be awesome. So, uh, I'm going to share this one more time and um Eric, why don't you why don't you go first? We've talked a couple of times but we were never able to record anything. You know, but uh why don't you give like a 2-minute overview of the project itself and then um we could talk about the collection that's going to be minting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for getting us on today. And sorry, I just got home from work, trying to take care of the fam real quick. Um, but yeah, so Space Skellies, and we're going to keep it at two minutes. Uh, Space Skellies is a collection that has came from through the death spiral. Um, you know all the craziness we've been through. We're a fully docs team, and uh, we're going to be implementing uh, play to earn staking. All the greatness down the road. And we had a conditional NFT that was being built as well. Uh, So if you don't know what conditional NFTs are, you can look into that. Uh, I just want to introduce our project. Um, But yeah, so I'm EJ. Uh, Eric is actually my real name. EJ comes from my first name and middle name. Um, So EJ, I'm the founder. Like I said, Fully Docs team. And now we have moved over to Stargaze. And why we ended up on Stargaze is that we definitely started to enjoy the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, And from there on Polygon. We had followed one planet over there, and what needed to be done wasn't getting done. So uh, that kind of just is a quick, very short, brief summary. Uh, like I said, we've been through the thick and thin. Uh, November actually marks one year of us simply building our community. We've been building our community for one year with no collections minted. We have over 350 people whitelisted to our mint. Uh, that is next week on Tuesday. So, our mint most likely will not make it to public. Uh, you can find all the details in the Medium article. Um, hey, B Bands, can you post up that Medium article to the top, please? Um, and then from there, just reach out with questions. I won't take up the mic too much, but thank you, Joe, for getting us on here.
1: No, no, we, we definitely have time, man. We have time because, of course, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions, even though we talked before. Um, maybe you could let's talk about the collection first, if that's okay. Yeah, um,
3: yeah
1: absolutely. How many? ballpark price you already gave us the date so that's the 8th on tuesday will that be that'll be on the stargaze launch pad or not
2: uh we're not Uh, we're not using one second i'm going to try to pull up up, we just we just announced
3: sure sure my mic
2: is echoing and i don't know why okay so um we are launching on stargaze we are not using the featured collection uh launch because they only allow 20 of your collection to be whitelisted so if you had a thousand nfts on your collection you can only whitelist 200 NFTs. The reason we are a whitelist-only collection is that was our goal from day one. We wanted to protect the community from bots. So on Terra, there were bots. Um, anywhere you were going, there were bots that would just, just swipe everything right away. Uh, so we implemented a whitelist-only tiered mint. Unfortunately, Stargaze does not have um, a tiered whitelist um, where you could do like one stage is $20 of stars and one is $30 of stars. So what we're doing is Mint is actually going to be at the second tier whitelist called Space Explorer, and that is $40 of stars. We just announced it earlier. Uh, I don't know if this will kick me if I back out. I don't think it will. I'm going to pull it up right now. When we pulled the star value this morning, right after they made the announcement of the jobs report, which was pretty good today, whitelist is 645 stars and public is 730. So for our OG holders, what we did for them, because they are the highest tier, like I said, we're minting at the second tier. So the tier right below that, the Pioneer OGs will receive $10 back per NFT that they mint for the first five NFTs. So they'll receive back an equivalent of $50 of stars in total. Um, and this is a workaround because Stargies does not have the multi-tiered system quite yet. Um, but that is uh, something to keep in mind when you're minting. If you're an OG after five, uh, you can mint up to 10. For the first five, you get a rebate. That's all written into a script. Um, so the funds will go just so everyone knows how it goes on the back end. Those funds actually go into a separate wallet than our mint funds. So a percent of it goes to a different wallet. We call it the holding wallet. And that is where that will be kicked back to to all the individuals. Uh, So it's pretty cool. You can track it if you're one of those people that like to track it on the back end. Um, That's how that's all going to be done. And the collection is 3,500. So we are going to allow those to mint out as much as they want, but we are going to be pulling around 200 to 250 for the treasury. If everything is going very fast, we will have to maybe adjust accordingly, maybe do a little less. But these are for specific reasons that we have worked out with other projects, giveaways in the future, um, ways we can implement the, um, the treasury wallets into staking mechanisms down the road. And also uh, just make sure that we have you know, extra, if we ever do things, like I said, down the road, game nights and things. And then we have what we call a space board. And this is why we have pulled more Skellies um, into our treasury. We have a space board that v Vance has posted up at the top. It's a total of $3,000. And what it is, is it's a 10 by 10 board. So it's 100 prizes total. And these ID numbers, and just imagine a massive bingo board and you can click on it and check it out. But it's a massive bingo board with random IDs spread out all across it. So what we did before we even generated any of the collection or anything, we had people pick random numbers so everyone can know we were transparent and honest. You guys just pick whatever numbers you want. We threw them all over the board. And if you mint that ID that is on that board, let's say you go to the board and there's ID number eighty-five. On the ID number eighty-five, you go you go to that ID, and there might be 5,000 5, stars you get, plus um, an NFT airdrop. There might only be a hundred stars that you get, uh, but this is ways we're going to do things. We're going to throw on some TSAS apes from our treasury on there, and we'll probably throw in some. Buddies, Sunnyside Reapers, and maybe we'll throw in one of our rec gang barns. I don't know if we will, Uh, but we were looking over that just earlier today. Um, But yeah, that's kind of a little bit about the mint, the mint details. Um, And at public, there is no max on how many you can mint for your wallet. So whitelist is 10. And then at public, if we make it to public, um, you can mint however many you desire. And public is, like I said, it's an equivalent of $45 which earlier this morning was 730 starts.
1: Cool, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that you guys have been building the community that long and just waiting for the perp- perfect place, it seems, to, to land your collection. I think it's gonna work out for you though, because I, along the way, you've picked up more community members from you know, people like me who never had an NFT on, on Terra. Now I'm fully aware of the project, right? And that's a lot of people in, in, in Cosmos, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's been quite the journey, and it wasn't, you know, like it was planned. And you know, we had went to the and and Polygon, and we actually were supposed to launch our collection a lot sooner, but just the launchpad wasn't ready or anything. And then I then we kind of talked amongst the team. We're like, "What are we doing?" Like, we all love Stargaze, and actually, a long time ago, when we asked our community, "Where do you want us to go?" Like, we we aren't going to disappear like some projects did after the death spiral of Terra. Where do you guys want to see us? And a lot of them, actually, the majority vote was Stargaze. But currently at that time, we didn't quite see what we wanted to from the data standpoint on Stargaze. Um, and then during months of waiting for Polygon to be, you know, built where we wanted it and where we could launch, um, we had seen the cosmos really start to pick up, start to build. A lot of a lot of devs are coming there, learning Cosmwasm. And just starting to build out these amazing contracts. And then we saw Stargaze start to drop all this other news, NFT cooling. Um, There's going to be some IPFS changing in the metadata you'll be able to do down the road. Uh, They have tiered whitelisting come out. And we're just like, man, what? so we took a vote, 10 to zero, 10 yeses to zero noes to move to Stargaze as a team. I let the team make the decision. Um, I let them know like my thoughts, where we were going, what we were dealing with Um, because we actually came to the point we are going to build our own launch pad because we were so frustrated over on Polygon. Um, But we spoke with Cal from TSAS, um, OSB. um, I know we've spoken with you, not much, but people from all over the ecosystem uh, before we made the move to Stargaze uh, just from neutral standpoints, and they gave us great feedback. Sunnyside Reapers, uh, Elliot, I should absolutely give him a shout out because he is someone that we bounced so many ideas off for so long when we weren't even on Stargaze he was still giving us that time of day uh, for just a great input. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a little bit of the backstory. Um, and yeah, uh, we're, we're excited to admit all the metadata is ready to rock. We got to see all that today and it'll go into the generator. Uh, deployed in is the dev assisting with everything. To He has a script on the back end that will kick the rebates. Um, it'll take care of, it's, it's just amazing to see it you know just it's just amazing to get to that point i mean after one we're just one year i mean oh it's uh, it's been crazy so thank you yeah just thank you for getting us on here we're just so excited
1: hey no problem man no problem i think uh like you said stargaze has changed like i would say the last like two to three months as far as capability and all that the tiered whitelist to me sounds you know like a no-brainer i don't know how hard it is for them to to build it out but Are you able to mint all three tiers at the same time, just at different price levels or at different perks, or do they have a window where they mint each tier?
2: So are you saying when they would have a multi-tier, or are you saying currently? Uh, Either, because I'm curious about that. So on a multi-tier, typically how multi-tier works, like how we were going to do it, it was just going to be a different price. So if we were to mint on Polygon, we were going to have a tiered whitelist. We would have OG, which is the top tier, Explorer, which is right below that, and then the bottom whitelist was called Cadet. And it was going to be 30, 35, and 40, just for equivalent of dollar-wise. And the perks of OG was that they are actually added into like an alpha group, and then things from there that there's also more incentives of giveaways for if you are on a certain... So an OG... You know, there's different chats and roles in Discord. Some of our giveaways are only for um, OG holders. Now, the reason we do that is because you can, you can earn OG through our Discord by, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, a space, uh, space Fuel Discord currency by just being active. So it's a way to reward those who may not, they don't need to have a lot of money. They just need to show their interest in the project. Um, but as far as like how Stargaze is doing it now, you have to mint everybody, together like one allotted amount and how we do it on the back end is when you put your wallet in on discord so you go to the channel and you type it in it filters it by the role so if you only have OG you know space pioneer OG when you type in your wallet address on the back end it kicks it into that proper category. And so when you go to Mints it'll track your address on your from your Discord ID it tracks your address your stars address and then it tracks it into the script. And that is how you get the kickback of your rewards. Um, but people, even if you weren't an OG like the first hundred, quote unquote, you could still become an OG. Um, so we just wanted to kind of be more fair to people who had, you know, like I said, not maybe as much money but had a little bit more time. And we actually end up having a lot of OGs over the last month. Um, it went from, I think, 110 to 205 in a heartbeat uh just the discord just got a lot more active but yeah that's kind of hopefully that kind of explains a little bit about (laughs) about tiered system
1: yeah no it it definitely makes sense it definitely makes sense um and people can go into the discord and, and check their wallets to see if you know what tier they're in
2: yeah so when they go to their discord they'll they can click on their name and it will show the tier that they're in it'll say space pioneer or it will spit say Space Explorer. Um, and then they can also, after they have submitted their wallet, which it, our channel is called Wallet Collection, that's literally what the channel's called, they can hit verify, actually no, it says, it's check wallet, is actually the, the tab, it says check wallet, you click it, and it will say stars address, and it will say the address, it says is verified. So then you are double confirmed, you have the proper role, so you have your Space Pioneer OG, um and then you can confirm that your stars address was submitted to the document that we gave to our our dev to implement into the contract um so yeah that's that's kind of how it all goes a little bit crazy on the back end
1: no i mean it, it sounds good i mean it's a very thoughtful approach and i'm sure people appreciate it going through all this trouble um i, I just find whitelist to be kind of like a tedious job for the uh for the teams and Hopefully there's a fix for this. I mean, I'm guessing at some point, uh, at some point, Stargaze or another platform, they're going to be able to link like your Twitter, your, your Discord, with an address that you want to use for minting, and they could just kind of maybe maybe do the whitelist for you in some yeah, way. Yeah.
2: It'd, be, it'd be kind of cool if you could say to sign up for a whitelist, you have to go like maybe Stargaze makes you like a link ahead of time, and then they have to go to that link where they can confirm through it or something. But the bot that we use, um, I don't set up the Discord. I just know how it needs to be done. Uh, the guy that sets up our Discord, we call him M7. It was so streamlined. And then Robin on Steve helped as well. I just want to make sure I give the, my team a shout out for it. But it was so streamlined. I mean, it was apps. Even, even our dev was like, all, he's like, thank you. Like, thank, like, thank you for making it simple because it kicked it out in just uh, you know plain text. And had all the stars' stars' addresses listed, and all he had to do was literally drag it and drop it into the contract. That's 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 pretty much all he had to do. Um, So we definitely were trying to take that weight off of everybody, and I think we did a pretty good job um, as a team.
1: I mean, it sounds great, man. And for someone like me, who I'm, you know, I always, I always position myself. I'm I'm in the customers, you know, side of things. I don't see everything going on the back end. I don't see. The community building going on until I physically join a community, right? Before I decide to mint something, I don't know what the team has done leading up to that point. It could have been a month's worth of work. It could have been a year's worth of work, right? But the way you're doing it, it's like you're you're doing it in the most honest way possible by being transparent, right? You said the team's fully docs, but then at the same time, people also get to see the work behind the scenes that would normally not be known to someone like me who's just popping in trying to get some info about the project that they're interested in minting.
2: Yeah, it's, there's a, I absolutely agree. And, you know, even when I tell my team, I like, Hey, I need this to be done. The amount of, you know, like for instance, our website, it was built in react JS, meaning it's not like a plug and play type website. It's because we want to be able to implement the P2E directly on the website. Um, So it had to be coded pretty much from the ground up. And I get to see it on the UI, like, the, you know, how it looks. But just to, to get to that point, the amount of work it takes is just amazing. Um, and, and that goes across our whole project. I mean, even our Mint Funds, sorry, my puppy's chasing my other puppy. Um, even our Mint Funds, we put on the Medium article exactly how they're going to be allocated, exactly what percentage goes where, because we just want to be super, super transparent with everybody Um, And, you know, like our treasury wallet, you know, it's a 24 seed word phrase. Uh, So it's as protected as it can be for a Kepler wallet. Uh, We have multiple wallets that will, you know, allocate, like I said, the holding funds, the treasuries, uh, certain investments. Uh, So that will all be shown to the public. And if you're that person, like I said, that likes to just kind of track it all, you'll have more than access to easily find it. Um, This is good, man.
1: I I hope people Um, in the future are more inclined when they do go into a discord to ask about this stuff right like hey how are you guys going to allocate the funds for this mint you know if you're going to mint this many at this price you're going to make all this money what percent of it is actually going towards the roadmap that you're promising what percent of it is going towards um you know expanding the community somehow whether it's having events, having some marketing, bringing in, you know, a community manager, something like that. I think people should start to ask these questions before they mint something, because as we've seen, a lot of these projects, you know, maybe through no fault of their own, just bad planning, they just fizzle out, right? And maybe a community member can ask a question that will, it's something the team never thought of. It's not like these, I don't think these quote unquote rug pulls are necessarily rug pulls from the start. I don't, I don't think there are that many people with the nerves to, to do that. But I do think when a project dies out, it kind of becomes a rug pull because the community is so angry that the, 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 the project creators, you know, maybe they just they did a good job with the mint and didn't do well after the mint for whatever reason. They just, they just have all the incentive to just disappear, right, or just give up hey we're giving up we're turning over we're turning over the whole project to this person who's going to get yelled at now until the end of time so i've seen it so many times it's just it's nice that everything is laid out there and uh part of that is um you know for the for the benefit of you guys but also the person who maybe just found out about the project a week ago it gives them confidence they don't have to spend a month researching and following along to to decide where they're going to put their money so i I definitely appreciate that so
2: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and we're and more we're than happy to have done it because we have, like I said, we had talked with certain founders, and you know, even Elliot being one of them from one of the core team members of Sunnyside, and he, they all just thought that was a great idea. Uh, just coming from, especially the background of terror getting destroyed once, like why do we, why not be super transparent? So that's why we're doing that. And like you said, I have seen founders wear out over time, and some sometimes that's just inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, but we'll see what happens over the, I think NFTs will now up the level of entry. You won't just be able to just like launch out of the blue, um, with a lot of the traction Cosmos is getting, I think it's going to make people improve on a lot of levels. So we'll see over the next, you know, six months, how this all goes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if, if the community doesn't raise their standards, the the project creators have no reason to raise theirs. And, you know, I, I have a, um, i think you i think you filled this out i have a. I have a google form that i make creators especially creators that i don't know they want me to do a giveaway or they want me to do twitter spaces i make them fill out a google form it takes like three minutes but one of the questions is how long ago did you create your twitter account and i think a lot of project creators when they see that question they stop filling out the form and then i never hear from them again because because it's like less than 30 days 30 to 60 days or 30 to 90 days more than 90 days the only people that fill it out are the people who have had their the project twitters for more than 90 days and then a lot of people that i direct to that google form i never hear from them again they never fill it out so that that, these pop-up nft collections sometimes they create so much hype and buzz that that like the the flipping after the fact is like the super lucrative for some people but i i don't think that that can't be the norm for projects that are promising these elaborate roadmaps you you know you got to spend some time build community and also get some input from the community so um, maybe you could explain um the uh, conditional nfts Yeah,
2: yeah so that is something that i'm glad you brought up because of the changes from polygon to stargaze so we were going well we still will but we had on polygon to implement a conditional nft And what that meant was it was an NFT that sits in your wallet as soft staking that changes over a period of time. So you come back one day and maybe your head has blood coming from it, the skin's melting off, things like that. But we moved to Stargaze. So to simply put it, Stargaze is a permissioned platform. So everything has to go through governance. So with that, we decided how do we make the proper pivot while still be, being able to give our users or in, in the holders this still, like the, the, ben, the same benefits. Um, so what we're doing on Stargaze, and we may move another collection down the road to Juno to implement a custom contract where we could do the conditional NFTs that emit tokens and, and things like along those lines. We have went down the route for, and this is in the Medium article, the new article we released, To make sure everyone is completely aware of how we had to make pivots, just like the tiered whitelist, and how we have to do a rebate on the conditional NFT, we have to do put the conditional on pause for now. But what we're doing in place on our end is that for every two skellies you mint and have for 30 consecutive days, you will receive one elixir. And when you have four elixirs, After 60 days, we will implement the next part of our contract. (laughs) Hey, no, knock it off. So after 60 days, you'll be able to take your four elixirs and burn them right on the Stargate's platform. They have that all built into the platform. And then from there, you are airdropped a spaceship. I don't like using the word airdrop, but we're going to keep it super generic. You are airdropped a spaceship. What this spaceship is, is like an unopened pack of cards. If you guys minted or saw the wreck gang, they had the unopened barns. This is the same concept. So as a holder, you will have your OG Skelly. For every two you have, for 30 30 consecutive days, you get one elixir. When you have four, after 60 days, you can burn them. And then you get one spaceship for every four you burn. From there, if you choose to sell it on the marketplace, it is, like I said, an unopened pack of cards. Or you can as well burn that and then you are airdropped your evil mutated skelly, which we have not released any photos to. Some of the people in our team have seen them and the art is so amazing. But that collection will be right around 2000. So we will not burn, we will not have all those NFTs transferred over. You will still retain your OG skelly. You do not have to burn your skellies. So you'll have the opportunity to sell a spaceship to make money on the back end if you have extra elixirs you as well will have a a cap on how many elixirs are released for airdrops versus how many we release from the the sec the treasury to put onto the uh the marketplace so just by investing time you're given these rewards where you can potentially earn money from if you're somebody that wants to make an extra dollar Um, and then as when you get that evil skelly you'll have two skellies the OG and the evil. And this all plays into our PVP down the road where there's obviously two sides to the game and it plays into our PVE. Um, we am sorry, the P2E, which is absolutely amazing. And B bands help write that lore. And it is just, it is phenomenal. So that's the, the long um, where we went from conditional NFTs. And I'm super glad you asked uh, because we did have to make that change. And, and still, we didn't just stop. We didn't just say, okay, throw it in, like throw in the towel. We're not doing conditional. We still wanted to give more value. You don't have to mint these other collections, these are all given to the OG holders. We don't make you mint anything else. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, hopefully that, hopefully that, hopefully that kind that of catches you up. You know, I think it does. So basically, you're going to get around this conditional, the, the original
1: plan for conditional NFTs. You're going to use a burn like burning one nft to kind of i don't want to say replace the original nft but uh well i guess are you you're not replacing the original nft but you're getting something new is that is that, is that like the that's, simplest that's correct, way to put
2: it correct, correct. What, happens what happens is your original skelly so if you've mint once you mint two skellies on on mint day and you have them for 30 days on day 30 you will be given um one elixir into your directly into your wallet so you can choose to hold them and wait till you have four but these elixirs are what you'll burn you will not burn the nft so you get these elixirs you burn the elixirs and then it leads into the the second part of the the script or contract which is the spaceship as the unopened pack of cards that leads into the evil mutated skellies Uh, so you will not burn the og collection
1: got it no I, i definitely appreciate it man i definitely appreciate it and um because I know someone's going to ask the game, the games, right? Do you have, you know, some previews of the games that you'll be releasing sometime after the mint? Is it going to be, you know, are you starting the development of the game from scratch? Once the mint is over any, so we, so we, and yeah, anything you could talk about the game, I'm sure people want to know.
2: Yeah. So great question. We already have all the white paper written up for the game. It's being designed by dreaming studios. As far as the implementation, because of cost, um, on the front end, you know, we've had to pay for all the character development um, in phases, and this is out of my own pocket. No mint funds have even been used for any of that yet. Um, and then as the, after we mint, yes, we, even on the, um, the Medium article, we show exactly how many, how, what percentage of funds will be used to start implementing phase two of the game, where we can start to have the gameplay, where we can. Uh, give the beta out to our um, community, so right now it's only the white paper, um, and then the characters. it's It's nothing where you could get on and, and play, but yes, it is being developed. Um, and that yeah, that's as far as we are, and we have the lore done. So it's nice that we have the whole backstory and the ins and outs, and now the game devs are bringing it all together, which is it's phenomenal to see. Uh, I don't understand anything how they do it but it is amazing.
1: I that, that's good info. That's really good info. I'm always in the mindset like, okay, this team is designing a game. If you're going to mint the NFT and expect to like play the game in like a month, you need to just like relax or go do something else. Um, games. I expect to take a very long time. So it's pretty cool that you guys do have what, what seems like a, like a super valuable partnership and every single team, you know, is not, they don't, they're not capable of building games themselves especially with these small you know some nft collections are only backed by a handful of people right depending on the complexity of the game you might need like 30 people working on this thing from from, from what i know just talking to other other projects that are developing games other option is you need to make a partnership with uh some kind of studio that's gonna you know run out the the the, the hard part of the project for you for a fee
2: yeah and And that's kind of how we've done it. We decided to bring on a studio, you know, Dreaming, Dreaming studio, because they are, that's just what their expertise is. And we'd rather focus on what we're good at. You know, each individual on our team is specifically very valued in in one to two aspects. And then when you bring it all together, it's just an incredible team. I mean, we luckily have locked arms with the Dreaming studios. And they, if you guys know of the Flight Force, they are also, a project that is working with the exact same game devs. So if you go to the Flight Force, which is a project we loved, they have some great news coming out next week, not spoiling anything, um, but you guys can see their gameplay. That is the same studio that we're working with. So you can kind of see the, well, you can, you can see how incredible it is. Um, if you guys want to give them a follow and, and check them out.
1: Cool. No, thanks for that. And, and again, if anyone has questions, I noticed a lot more people joined since we started. Just feel free, bottom right corner, that little chat bubble, put your questions there. I'll definitely, I'll definitely read them out. And for now, um, EJ, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump to um, Lucas from, from Kelepar, but if you don't mind sticking around, some people probably have questions. And, and bands, I don't know why you're so shy, but I'm sure people are going to want you to answer some questions as well but in the in the meantime I'm
4: not uh, not shy
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, I know you're not shy so but yeah I hope you guys will stick around I want to give a chance for people to get to know what Calipar is all about so uh, Lucas man feel free give the uh, the 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 overview of what you are building and and how it's going you're still muted I think you unmuted and then muted yourself again can you hear me now
4: oh yeah perfect perfect oh good sorry (laughs) um yeah so thank you so much for hosting us Uh, it's a huge pleasure to be here talking to you and all the guys in the audience so thank you so much for that um it was a pleasure to learn more about space kelly's as well amazing project and um yeah so about kelepar um we are I, um, a blockchain game, uh, we're focused, we're a gaming studio, I would say, at this point already, um, focused mainly on on building our game out. Uh, we have been working on it for, I would say, the better part of the last seven, eight months, um, getting quite close to, to finishing an alpha version of the game out yet. Um, we're going to look to release a gameplay trailer, hopefully this month, um it's in the works right now um so i would say at that front quite far advanced for the game what we are building um it's a turn-based strategy rpg um i think the you can imagine it a little bit like final fantasy right where you uh, control a group of characters we call them heroes and either you fight with them in pvp against other players controlling their heroes or you fight through a pv storyline and experience the world and get to know the story of the game um, and then the turn-based battle system is basically the way we do it is both players play their turns at the same time and the turn has two phases in the first phase both players lock in their abilities and the targets for those abilities. And then in the second phase, all the abilities will be executed depending on um, which speed the abilities have. And then you have like a lot of tactical choices. It's like, do I go for a quicker ability to strike first and kind of ruin the plan that my opponent has? Or do I risk it and take a little bit of a slower ability? and um, that might deal much more damage and um, yeah it's just the whole idea of the game is like focusing really on the strategy of each single turn Um, yeah I would say so much about how the gameplay will look like and how far we are advanced with with the project development Cool. And you know, when I first met you, we did do a video together,
1: but we didn't get too far into Calipar. We just talked about the g- blockchain gaming in general. And some of the things that we talked about, you know, obviously the things that I don't know. And what I did find out, by the way, uh, Lucas, you're, you're full-time in Web3, right? So the, th- this is going to be like a really, probably a really fun endeavor for you to build this game, I would say. And you were, you were teaching me things about gaming in general, about how traditional gamers they they kind of look down on NFTs as as scams. How do you how do you plan to get around that um, when you when you start building up momentum for the release of even the alpha version of the game?
4: Yeah, so actually, I mean, good point. It's the the reason why I even started this project. So um, before before we started this. I was like at all those crypto meetings and conferences and ranting about how bad blockchain gaming is. And I mean, my background is not in game development or anything, but I have played a lot of games when I was younger, like to the point where when I was a student, I earned some money playing tournaments um, of Hearthstone. So I have like both, I'm a blockchain enthusiast. I'm like, web threes not the center of my life sounds kind of bad but the center of my work you know it's it's all around Web three so it's like I, I i come from both worlds and i was like there's so many synergies here and like nfts can really make gaming a lot better and and make it really exciting for the players and bring them value and what we have seen is just a bunch of ponzis um that were kind of disguised as being played to earn and that just frustrated me a lot so i was ranting a lot about it and at some point i was like yeah you know instead of just complaining how about just doing it better but unfortunately i am a visionary but i can program so i had to get a team together uh, that was sharing the vision and kind of the stars aligned because a childhood friend of mine just quit his job in software um, engineering. And he's like, I wanna have my own startup, but I don't know what to do. So I guess it just had to happen the way it did. And then we founded this project and started working on it. And I think the way we get around it, well, we can dive from deep here, I guess into the blockchain economies, but I'll try to keep it simple first. And then if you wanna know more, ask questions. So basically um, games cannot print money and that's what play to earn was trying to do, right? You buy an NFT and then you earn tokens. And that works as long as you get new players in that have to buy the token and then burn it to get the characters. But as soon as no new players come in, this whole system just crumbles. And that's basically the definition of a Ponzi, right? And if you cannot um, create money out of your game, You have to create a system where some players play pay other players and are fine with that so you have to create an in-game economy and the way i see this doing is games should create the possibilities for players to provide services to other players and sell them and that's what we can do with nfts there is a couple of examples how this can be achieved for example in rpgs let's think about world of warcraft where you had to level up your level your character to level 100 or whatever it was grind a lot of equipment so that you can then play in the pvp arena and actually be competitive there are people like me that hate grinding so they never played that game because it was just not for us but i would have enjoyed the pvp aspect aspect of world of warcraft a lot i'm sure so why not give me the possibility to buy that character of of a player that loves the grinding And then we have an economy where players like me, they are the play for fun players that pay, whereas the players that like the grinding and want to sell that time that they spend on the game to a player who doesn't want to spend the time, they are the play to earn players. And then you suddenly have an economy where the ones that actually pay money on the game are completely fine with that because they receive a service in return. And you can do that in, in every kind of game. You know, like if you think about uh, Need for Speed, for example, uh, where players spend hours and hours upon tuning cars and getting like the, the all the stickers on the car and the paint perfect. And they enjoy that. And there are other players that don't enjoy that, but they would like to have online a nicely tuned car. So you can sell that user generated. That user generated content can become an NFT and suddenly it is tradable and there's so so many more options how you can implement that in basically any form of video game No, oh, cool i mean I, I definitely enjoyed our chat when we uh when we had i'm to have to go
1: back and watch it as your as your mint is coming up and your mint is going to be on juno is that right yeah,
4: yeah. um so due to the fact that um we are like mainly focused on the game and it's our core competency we always had to be able uh, had to be on a permissionless chain and juno i mean it's an amazing blockchain it's great tech has a great great team behind it that supports us a lot Um, it has a great community so it was kind of the obvious choice i would say um, as um, the way how everything unfolded and obviously we want our nfts to be on the chain where the game is going to be and therefore yeah we are uh on juno through and through cool you want to give the um the collection info because you're minting this month as well yeah yes, so sir. we are looking to mint by the end of this month um the date is not yet set in stone but probably around last week um and it's going to be 1800 nfts um the price will it's not completely fixed yet but we're looking you, you're really looking to have it around 40 to 50 dollars in that range um and the collections are actually it's an important info is it's not going to be um, the characters within the game it's not going to be the heroes and that's simply because we want to avoid speculation on on the characters um, we have seen with a lot of other nft gaming projects um that the characters became super expensive and then you get into a dilemma situation where if you increase the supply you destroy obviously the floor price and get your og community angry um and if you don't do that then you cannot adopt new players right and for us from the get go it was clear that the heroes the playable characters they will have an unlimited supply if new players come in they can mint more because the game to adopt players should always be cheap um it should always be accessible so we had we created this og collection for our early supporters that um will have a customization use case. I hope that was the right word Um, within the game. So you can use it as profile picture. You can use it as a mascot for your heroes and even buff them a little bit, give them like a little bit more damage output and all the nft holders they will get access to the beta so they're going to be our beta testing group and we will reward them with a little present when the game finally goes live um for yeah for their support and for sticking around with us and we're going to give them the possibility to have one of those amazing artworks that we created for many cosmonauts. And I think many people have seen um, Ethan is still rocking his, CryptoCito was rocking one, um, Yelena, We had so many people that, that, have, that we created this art for, and we wanted to make it accessible for everyone that uh, just loves our art. I, the first one I saw was the Jacob one. I thought that one was awesome. Yeah, I think that was the most famous one. Jacob and Jake Hartnell were the two that went the most viral. I think Wolf was also very well received, but Wolf is obviously anonymous, so we had to hide his face. And therefore, it's not quite that obvious that it's him.
1: See, I don't think I saw that one. I don't think I saw that one, but that, that, that's pretty interesting. I'm going to have to look at these now. Do you do you have a website that you want to post up top or your link tree or something in,
4: in the... Uh- in the top of the spaces, um, actually, I don't even have a link tree. <laughs> I would say um, our our Twitter. Maybe we should do one, but our Twitter is kind of the central point where we post all the news. And then um our Discord community in there. We have uh, like the website and everything linked in there. Um, but to see the artworks, probably go to Twitter and then go through media. We're trying to not post too many media. That's not. Um, related to our art so you should find out most of the artworks if you just go on twitter to media oh really
1: cool really cool um i actually have a question that either of the creators can answer because this is something that's um you know i i feel like it's it's like a like an elephant in the room with when it comes to like gaming economies right um all these projects they're they're built on a blockchain or they're not. Doesn't matter if it's a Web two or Web three game. They want to put a token into the game, and these tokens, whether it's a gaming project or it's like an application that has its own token, uh, it, it's really hard to keep that token from being super volatile, right? And I was wondering. I th- I think uh, EJ, you said there will be a token in your game. How's the economy going to work in Kalipar and is it important to keep that, the in-game token somewhat stable so that it functions the way that it's supposed to for the, for the game? I guess e- you, you could each take a crack at this because you, you're building different games, it sounds like.
4: That's a good question. Um, I mean, it's very hard to, to deal with speculation, right? But basically, I think if you are not in these mania phases, then the token should be stabilized through simple supply and demand mechanisms, which is um, if the token gets very expensive, minting um, new heroes, in our case, will get also very expensive or not very expensive, but more expensive than it used to be. So it's less interesting. And therefore, as less people will mint because it's more expensive, the supply will increase because the token will still be emission through the game. Um, and then when when the token price falls, minting gets cheaper, and then people will uh, rely more on minting, and therefore, the token price, um, there will be less and will be more token supply burned, and therefore the token price should increase, right? So that's the basic e- economic theory that should help to keep the price stable. Now obviously it's it's very, very hard if we get into a crazy bull run and people just speculate the shit out of the token. It's very hard to fight that. And we can avoid it a little bit, I guess, by, by token sales. Um, but you also have to be careful because I mean, a lot of the most crypto projects do that, right? Algorand is very famous for, for dumping tokens onto the market if the price rises too much. Um, but you also have to be careful with that because obviously you want to have the investors getting also reward. Um, Actually, I, that, I just have a question. I think I think this, it's still a lot
1: different where like uh, Algorand is doing that because that's a huge market cap, right? So it's probably it's probably a lot harder for for that price action to get really out of control. But for a gaming token, you you said to yourself, right? It's really hard to keep away speculators from these tokens, especially if they're traded on a dex and not just in game. Uh, when the market cap is really small, you could have just a handful of people just doing crazy buys and sells. Causing the the token to just fluctuate wildly, even outside of the supply and demand that you're trying to create in the in the game. Does this mean that the, that that maybe the creators of the game have to have a large amount of the tokens, maybe in some kind of treasury that they could release or pull back off the market, or is that just not an option? Because it becomes a, it becomes a matter of super centralization and then now it becomes almost like one person's job to, to micromanage the supply and
4: demand. Yeah I agree. I think you cannot do that. Um that that would be what a centralized company does right if you want to do that you would have to do it with a DAO but then you get a lot slower in reacting. The thing is the question here is why would anyone do that? Why would an entity come and just like f- quadruple your market cap? Um if they believe long-term in a project, then it's probably a good thing, and uh, they just want to hold a lot of the token. But I think in most cases, if something would happen, that would be a malicious act. And the question is, what do they gain from it? Either do you have enemies or... So I I don't think that um, this has to be the biggest worry. Um, Usually it would just be like a regular, like a lot of people coming in and buying over a prolonged amount of time that pushes the token price up. And then we get into a mania phase. And well, the mania phase will, will happen, is just the people that buy at yeah, the top, they will obviously lose money on it. And you just cannot prevent that in a crypto bull run, I think.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really hard to figure out why people do what they do at the top of the bull market also the bottom of the bear market right and i'm just curious because i what what i see is the biggest problem is people that are not even interested in the game could be the ones buying and selling this token for no other reason than you know people are just attracted to these small market cap coins the 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 prices move wildly but i guess i guess to get off this topic with kelepar the goal of the team is to find a specific function for the token that will react in a favorable way to just simple supply and demand and then whatever the price is, the price is and it will it will work itself out over just kind of natural set of circumstances. Is that fair?
4: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, we have created the tokenomics. um, We put a lot of thought in it in a way to kind of align everyone's interests. the company's interest, the investors' interest. Our, we, we're going to look also to make a private sale of the token because developing a game is just super expensive. So those guys also need to have an interest in the token price rising. And at the same time, keeping the token price from completely making the game unplayable for for newer players. So we kind of took all the interest into account and and looked for like a compromise solution that is good for everyone in the end. Um I don't want really to release too much yet about there will at some point there will be an in-depth article about how the tokenomics work. But yeah, it's a lot based on supply and demand mechanics That's, that that it's stable. stable.
1: Got it. Okay, yeah. Maybe I'm too worried about it when the game doesn't even have an alpha version release, but I you know, I see it in other, other ecosystems. It's not only gaming tokens. I see it even with the, um, like, DEX tokens, like DEX tokens that are not a layer one, especially I'm just always wondering, like, once these tokens start to trend towards zero, it kind of ruins the project in a way, or somebody can come in, buy a whole bunch of the tokens for cheap, and if they're governance tokens, now they have a, a huge share of, voting power let's say but maybe maybe i'm I'm worried too much about the wrong thing and we should focus on the on the on the collections and the alpha version and then you know playable beta versions and all that
4: yeah i mean the dex tokens are another topic in itself like i could talk for hours about that because i'm like as an economist super interested in the whole um economic parts of any project and tokenomics but yeah I, i think with what we came up it's probably in my opinion it's the most stable tokenomics that i've seen in gaming so far i'm super excited to release it big shout out also to our um advisor eric who who has been lecturing tokenomics and stuff he's he's very well advised also with it and has helped us a lot in a way so we have put tons and tons of thoughts into the tokenomics and trying to get around the problem of that that projects earlier faced analyzed what they did wrong and I think it's gonna go well. <laughs> Obviously, Obviously, that's my conviction. But we're quite far away, so yeah, I also think it. At this it, point, at this like point, more like important is the game. And the game. Collection. Cool. Now, hey,
1: well, one day I would love to talk about Dex tokens. I, I have I have strong unpopular opinions about Dex tokens, but I'll, I'll definitely talk to you about that either online or offline. But I, I want I want um, EJ or Bans, if you guys can maybe give a you know you don't have to go into intricate detail, but just. If there's going to be an in game economy, what that might look like if there's tokens involved?
2: yeah, this is actually a great topic that myself and actually V bands have talked about. Um, she <laughs> studies a lot of games, and one day she was like, "What you know why do certain games have tokens, and to the exact point you're making, I would say ninety five or more percent fail their token um, so we're still looking through you know i'm glad to hear that you guys have came came out with really good tokenomics and i'd be interested in talking with you because we've been picking the brains of a lot of people who know tokenomics in and out but it kind of comes down to if you can't create a, a enjoyable game in the first place why are you so concerned on tokenomics but once you got that figured out you need to have good tokenomics and we've kind of thought of you know at first we were going to have our nfts emit tokens and those tokens could be used to purchase in-game items um, and then such as as well apparel and then we would use those tokens that you can only use those tokens to purchase the next collection well obviously things have changed um, and we are more than happy to make the pivots where needed Um, so we don't really have the exact answer on tokenomics because we thought you know why would you not just use a native currency where you can swap for in-game tokens that are just used in-game But they, you know, like you just do on any other video game, swap 20 Matic or 5,000 stars for, you know, whatever, however many tokens your token is. And when you use them up, you use them up. And when you need more, you transfer money in and you swap it out. But that's more of like a playable token, not like a token that has value. So there's, there's a lot of, you know, you have to have a very good reason to, I think for a reason to create a token. Uh, so we're kind of in the middle right now. Um, we see a lot of use, gosh, my puppy's wild. We see a lot of usage for having a token, but there's also a lot of reason you shouldn't have a token. So uh, we'll, i love to sit down with you, Lucas. I know we talked the other day, literally yesterday, um, and go over some tokenomics and what you guys have planned because that is 100% what we're worried about is do are you opening yourselves up to being able to have someone come in and take advantage of your project or take advantage of your holders, because if one or two people can destroy your whole project because you want to implement a quote unquote token, I don't know if it holds enough value. So um, I guess the simple answer is we are still looking for the proper tokenomics, um, and then we'll kind of we'll go from there
1: no cool i really appreciate you guys being so thoughtful about this because i've been i've been banned from discords for asking questions about tokenomics from projects that either are not transparent or just completely don't have their shit together and they don't want me asking about it in the discord and then it became like an obsession of mine to figure out what are they hiding why don't they know anything about tokenomics why do they need a token so yeah this is probably like the topic for a completely different space so i'll 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 end my my OCD about tokens right now but I I did have um I did have a question from Homestead and I actually I gave him the mic invite him to speak Homestead by the way it, it, if I got to be like a a sports analyst and I was in the booth with like a handful of other dudes you'd be one of the guys in there with me I hope you'll come up and take the mic um but he did ask a question that I'll just read he's dm'd it to me it says do these post mint benefits happen upon mint or upon Mint Out. I'm not even sure which project um, exactly you were talking about because there were some benefits of both. Oh, good. You grabbed the mic. I'll let him ask the question.
3: Hey, Joe. Thank you for asking. Hey, Joe, thank you um, for, thank you for me up. No problem, man. Um, No problem. Bear with me, guys, because it's about bath time, bedtime here, so I could get rugged anytime by the kids. Um, for Skellys, I was wondering, um, the utility of like, you're holding your skellies um was it 60 days and, and then that qualifies you for um what was it two vials yeah yeah two vials so, exactly no and then they if, are... you, if you do the two vials then you get your your ship or whatever um <clears throat> the big question i have is does the utility start from mint day uh, um is that where that utility is starting to kick in from, or is it once the entire collection mints out?
2: So that's a great question. Um I'll have deployed in. We wanted to have it right from mint. So if you mint, oh my gosh, one second. Sorry.
3: It's fine, dude. I have a couple of labs any minute. They're I got beautiful.
2: like my, my beagles and my pity, my new puppy, just chasing yeah. each other every night when yeah. I get home. Uh, I, I
3: know but, what it's like.
2: Yeah, so to be clear on the elixirs for every two skellies you hold for 30 consecutive days, right from mint, you will be given one elixir. So it's from the day you mint. So if you mint, let's say the we didn't mint out and you chose to mint a week later, the people that had minted on day one would already have six to seven days ahead of you. And they would receive their elixirs before you, if that makes sense. Um, so, it doesn't, it's not based off of mint out. It's written in the script based off of time. It's not based off of the mint Um, to be clear. And that's a great question.
3: No, that makes sense. So in the smart contract, it's from whenever you initiate your transaction. That's
2: awesome. Yeah. And, and then on the getting the spaceship, it is after 60 days, we will have the new smart contract come into play with has, which it implements the burn mechanism where, you burn the elixirs to get a spaceship. So, you know, if you only had two skellies for sixty days, you'd only have two two elixirs. Um, so, we and you don't have to do it right at sixty days, but we can't guarantee by the time you have gotten four elixirs that not all two thousand um, of the evil mutated skellies have been you know pulled from the the wallet because Correct. people will start burning their elixirs right away.
3: Um, um, but yeah, are you going to mint elixirs? Um, like similar to the way space apes did um, the serums or or elixirs only getting dropped.
2: So that's one thing I've talked with Deployden as well. And he thinks what we can do is similar to what TSAS did, but a lot of them, because it's 30 days is a long time. You know, some people are just busy so they can't invest 30 days or maybe they're a day behind or they forgot and accidentally sold one of their skellies. So we'll put a little bit of a supply into circulation. Um, but we do have a cap on how many elixirs will be able to be in circulation, if, if that makes sense. But yes, you would be able to put them on the market and we'll kind of let the community decide on the value. You know, once, you know, that's it. If they can also choose to sell your elixir. You don't have to burn them. So that is another opportunity to take money as well. Um. Can I ask one other question? yeah, sure,
3: man, of course this is this is uh I don't mean to ask a hard question, but this one's really hard. um and I don't expect this to happen um given what you guys have done, like look at the space here, look at how many amazing people are here. But if your mint goes longer than you guys anticipate,
2: um what are your plans? Yeah, it's a great question. So if mint goes longer. Um, or let's say we don't mint out, then we would just have to, because that's why we did the allocations off of percentages. So everything's based off of percent. If we, let's say we mint out 50% of our collection, well, we already know what percent is going into each wallet. What percent is going into each fund, like, uh, staking or whatever we see stars, Osmos, Juno. Um, so it's all based off of funds. Now as far as the roadmap to develop the the play to earn, of course, you would have to make sure you don't overexpose yourself <clears throat> because we also want to give rewards that we get within the treasury wallets back to the um, back to the holders at some point when we just maybe we'll do some airdrops, uh, like not even tell the community, maybe we've made 20,000 stars over the month and we just take about 10,000 of them, 15,000 of them or more. I don't know. And we just sprinkle them into people that have been here for uh, 60 plus days or 90 plus days, but that'll all be based off of percent and not based off of a set like number on mint day. Um, so yeah, we have thought about that um, and we hope that isn't an issue, but we are ready for it. If it is.
3: I like how you're thinking about rewarding the long hold to like 60, 90 days, things like that. Like, those those types of things are awesome to hear. Like, you know, I think it's been a, something that several projects have been trying to figure out the key there, right? Like, so you don't – and I think, I, Joe, you talk about this all the time, right? Like, mint behavior on mint day is you mint a bunch. If you didn't get what you like, you dump a few so you get more liquidity or something like that. Yeah, I just so. – I, I feel like if you don't
1: price your collection the right way and you don't – Market your collection the right way a lot of times you attract people the day of the mint who don't even care about the project They're just they're flipping for for whatever reason or you know, you do have those people who love your project But they're obsessed with like the mathematical ranking for rarity. So yeah, they'll over mint over mint over mint and then they'll sell at a loss if they have to to recoup some of the money and sometimes they can't recoup enough money and then those people are a little bit bitter that they're overextended and then they realize like oh this roadmap is a lot longer than i thought it was you know so and 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 they're and they're constantly in the discord wondering you know what are the what are the the project leaders gonna do
3: to to, to do something about praise
1: yeah when are we when are we sweeping the floor like one of those people in the discord right and that 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 aggravates me not even you know i'm not affiliated with any project but Sometimes I look at it, I'm like, hello, no one told you to spend half of your crypto portfolio on one NFT project. You got to relax or, you know, manage your expectations a little bit. But yeah, I I do talk about it all the
2: time. Yeah, and I do want to add, so you know, Homestead is that we have that white. That's one reason we did the whitelist only mint is that we had we had over 400 requests for whitelist but we only fulfilled 35 or uh, 350 of them, obviously because we have a 3,500 collection. We don't want to, you know, ruin our OGs. You know, if everyone not, it's not going to happen, but if everyone were to mint, then our OGs would not have the same chance to mint out 10 each. Um, So we did have a, and like, yes, some of them were the last minute people that you could see they joined the server, like literally today or yesterday and they're asking about wallet submission and you're just like no like not not happening. <laughs> so um we did have a significant amount of whitelist request and we were we were super happy to see how fast the whitelist filled up. I mean when we announced it the wallet like every day you look at the wallet collection on Discord you can just type, you know, see how much have been submitted and it was 20 to 50 for every like couple hours that people were submitting wallets and then it got filled and we were like, all right, we got to cut it off. So we'll see what happens. Like you said, you can always speculate and and we, we have to always have a route to pivot to. And we are aware of that if that, if that time does come.
3: Yeah. Like I said, I don't see it happening. You guys have really done a good job getting the community involved. And I think I led that question with look, look, look at this spaces. Look who's here um you really have a lot of community behind you guys and um i mean good job the way you've done that like kind of led a uh, new charge into working together for um nft projects and things like that and so i mean everybody here also owes you a little bit of a thank you kind of
2: yeah i appreciate it it's been a it's been a long journey it's been over one year and and you know, really building the heart is the last five, six months since that death spiral and it's been it's just been an amazing journey to look back and and see who we brought on board, see the changes we've made as individuals, as a team and, you know, even the down to the traits of our collection are traits that the community picked from day one to be in the collection. So we're finally excited that our artists, you know, brought those traits to life and then they're gonna get to mint them and have their Uh, you know their desired traits and i think that was one very unique thing we did from the start was just kind of let the community design the collection and then you know not design it but pick some traits and then we ran with it so yeah it's been it's been amazing and we're so excited for next week
1: cool no I i think sometimes um you know the project you know project creators they spend all this time building community and then there becomes like a like a mad dash to finish up the metadata for the mints. They're coordinating contests, whitelists, artists. Maybe people have to be replaced on the team for whatever reason. You know, sometimes you gotta just sit back and, you know, say, all right, look, before we get to the mint and then I don't lose sleep until it mints out, you should be a little bit proud about, you know, as far as like what you've got around you and how far you've come and the fact that you've carefully Chosen the 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 right conditions for your community to mint it becomes like a almost like a grand opening with your your best customers you open in a restaurant or something like that and uh, I, I don't think the creators give themselves enough credit and I just talked with um you know T-Sauce the other day and you know I, I'm just trying to understand how they were able to generate so much enthusiasm long after the initial mint. And you know there was like nine hundred people on the space, and I was like, "Geez, man, this, the, these these uh, artists, the, the project leads—they don't even acknowledge all the work they they did to do that. They're so fixated on the on the product. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, more creators can kind of pat themselves on the back. And I see a lot of creators in here, right? I see, well, Mujin was in here. I see Tank. I see Sunnyside. I see Skymonk, I See a lot of them. So anyway, Department Seventy Seven. I don't see that. I don't see that uh, person on my screen. Maybe my screen has to refresh. Just so you guys know, I have a six-year-old phone, right? So uh, that might be why I get rugged 99% of the time. Although I haven't been rugged in the last three spaces. Well, actually, I, that's not true. I was rugged last time. For like 10 minutes, I couldn't hear anything. So anyway, um, Lucas, do you want to weigh in on that question about the mint out expectations for the mint out and what will happen if, like, let's say it's a slow mint or you don't mint out?
4: Oh yeah, for us it's simple, um, we we just will limit the time and everything that is not minted out will be burned. Um, the idea of that collection is to give early supporters something unique that will never come again. Um, That's a one-time chance to mint it and if that chance is over, well, then there is just less supply and uh, I guess the more valuable it will be once the game goes live and um, more demand comes in as more and more players start playing and coming outside of the nft outside of the crypto space and just get into the game for a game and start to see nfts and be like hey i want one of those ogs and well the less are there the more the better it is i guess for the people that minted one but the supply is relatively restricted anyway so i think we can do it i think we can mint it out but if not there is no utility to it um, that that is required to have all the NFTs minted out, and it will just be a more scarce collection, I would say.
1: But, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. That will be extra rewarding to the uh, to the people who do mint, but maybe they won't tell people, right? They might not tell their friends that, that there's a mint going on. So mi- mi- hopefully you, you didn't oh, tell the fact. whole community no, I didn't have
4: that. Said that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but yeah, you know, I, I, I said this to you the other day, you're very, uh, you're very modest, right? When I said you were full-time in Web3, I was hoping you would elaborate a little bit, but you're you're like a, a Cosmoverse regular, no?
4: Um, actually, I co-organized the first version of Cosmoverse together with C2 and um, the Friends team because they are some of my best real-life friends and we hang out all the time together. Uh, they did it in Portugal, which is my home, so I helped them as the local. And then this year, I kinda pulled back i mean i well, I was never part of the core Cosmoverse team that's always only Basil Yuri, Michael, and Fabi. but I was like one step below in the extended team helping them out uh, a lot in in the Lisbon version and this year, I just couldn't do it anymore because obviously now we have our own cosmos project um I've been speaking at Cosmoverse on the gaming panel. So it was just um it would have been a double mandate and at the conference itself you cannot be there and um, represent your own project and at the same time be one of the organizers and run after things that might not going so well in the back and because there's always a lot of Like I remember last Cosmoverse in in Lisbon, I didn't see anything of the conference. I was actually working and running around two days, you know, and this year I was just, I can't do that again. I need to be approachable by people. I need to be, need to have the time to network and stuff. Um, So yeah, this, this year I actually was just there as, as a speaker. Cool, man. I definitely appreciate that. I mean, you, you keep a very low profile, I have to say. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I put my opinions out there on my personal Twitter, um, but yeah, I feel like I'm 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 outspoken, but I like to be humble. I don't need to put my my achievements or whatever first. I don't think that's the most important thing. I just try to keep my opinion. Uh, try to push my opinions out and mainly my my experiences and expertise to help people and um yeah bring value you know and i think that's that's what matters cool i I definitely appreciate it man that first time we
1: talked i definitely learned a lot about you know p2e gaming and and the whole economics of it and since then every time i speak with a a gaming project i always kind of refer back to that conversation to formulate my my questions because i was never involved in a p2e game you know i was always i played a couple web 2 games where you're kind of trapped in this closed economy and you know you just keep shelling out money to play otherwise if you don't pay enough money you're at a disadvantage and all that so i, I definitely appreciate you uh kind of getting me up to speed on what web 3 gaming will look like and what it can be compared to
4: web 2. yeah it's a pleasure i mean i'm super passionate about it about i just love about it about <laughs> me, <so. laughs> any questions anytime. any, any time uh, my uh, i'm always left to adventure
1: no, definitely awesome. And yeah, for, for people that haven't seen it, um at Cosmoverse there was a gaming panel and uh Lucas was was involved. I'm look I was looking for the link on your on the Twitter, but I guess it's on your personal Twitter to pin it up at the top. But yeah, if you guys get uh you know get in the mood to watch some Cosmoverse footage, the gaming panel is definitely a good one to watch.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I guess actually I even shot the um, video with my, my own point font that I posted on my profile. And I and think and I you think find it, it also on Tito's Pitcher channel. channel. It's, it's day, day two right at the, the end. Say that oh, one more time. Day two right at the end on Tito's channel for God more if you find it.
3: Got it.
1: Sorry about that. Day two. Got it. Sorry about that. Well, I guess, um, I mean, I have no more questions. If anyone wants to grab a mic, I know I usually uh, – I usually I stop giving the microphones out to people. But, uh, you know, if you guys have questions, you know, hopefully these guys will stick around for one or two more. Otherwise, you know, their mints are coming up. Um, Calipar, I have you on the 20 – sometime around the 24th. Last time we spoke, it wasn't 100%. And then for um, – for Skellys, i've got you tuesday the 8th next week
4: now you um uh, gave some alpha that was the inofficial <laughs> mint date um we we target the 24th um but the way it works with loop is that we need to have the metadata and everything uploaded at least 14 days earlier and um, our artists and our programmers are still working on all of that. So if everything goes well and we have it uploaded on the 10th, then we can confirm the 24th as mint date. And if not, we have to see where we push it because the 25th is Thanksgiving and we're not convinced that a holiday is the perfect day for the mint. So we will have to improvise if that doesn't work. I guess then might be a week later
1: cool all right sorry about that i wasn't supposed to tell anybody that's that's definitely happened before worry, so. no problem yeah, Okay. So
4: now yeah, I, I, kind of spaces.
1: everyone here who i've ever like blurted something out on spaces that you've heard sometimes it's not official info but now it is i guess but anyway if no one has questions we could wrap it up here this was i mean I, i'm very interested to see what gaming is is going to look like i was really happy to get two different projects on at the same time that are doing it very differently, it seems. And actually I I was really excited to talk to Bushi, but it turns out that we needed this time for these two projects. And um, Bushi is going to be on secret network. I did a video with them. I released it Monday, really just like a different style game. It's more like um, more like counter-strike and I'll, which I I know that's an old game, but that's the game that I know. And uh, I can, um, you know, I'll I'll bring them on next week or the week after, depending on their schedule. But yeah, this was really good. I really appreciate you guys uh, spending so much time to to go through your projects, and of course, uh, Skellies. I know you're going to sweat out the mint next week, but we'll Skellies. We'll finally make a YouTube video, I guess, after the mint, if that's cool.
2: That is perfect with me. If my, if I can get my internet to cooperate, and not have a mic that is uh, like lagging, absolutely. But we, no, appreciate, we appreciate you for getting you. us on and. If anyone has questions for midday or anything coming up, you can check the link in the medium article above or open a support ticket and I in our Twitter or Discord.
1: Cool. And Lucas, man, thanks again. Always learn a lot from you.
4: I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Love talking here on the space and sharing, talking about play to earn, talking about blockchain gaming is it's amazing always. So really enjoy this one. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and big thanks to everyone else who was listening. I hope there was some value in this. And I also space Kelly is super pumped for what you guys are building and seeing more about your game. Cool and guys, I know I see a bunch of people from my Discord,
1: from my Telegram here. Appreciate you guys always, always popping in because sometimes you guys are the knowledgeable ones on certain projects and uh, clue me in sometimes. So thanks so much, for everyone that's uh, that's here. Have a great Friday if you have if you have
0: a drink or a drank, Hopefully you're enjoying it. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was NFT Happy Hour hosted by Cosmos Joe, chatting about Web three gaming with the space skellies and more recorded on friday november 4th 2022 for terraspaces.org i'm finn thanks for listening and if you want to keep listening wink wink nudge nudge head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support put your hands up like you got a couple journey lost in the labyrinth searching out the lost fern for certain got the taxes included acting like a writer never felt secluded Shit in line of mud. All humble. Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble